What have all of us done to avoid uh, the deep-seated trauma that, we might, that might reside in us? And so that's actually the answer. Why are so many of us addicted to drama is because we chase the drama to avoid our trauma. All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself, Heal Thyself. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining the show. You're taking the time out of your day, and I see that, and I appreciate that so much. You've been doing it for years. You may have been doing it for a week. You may have been doing it for a day, but it's meaningful, however the extent is. It's meaningful, you sharing it with your loved ones. If this changed your life, or if it's changing your life, or you're just interested, I got all the love for you. Thank you so much. So look, we got a show today. We got a show. If you remember... I did a show on uh, gels. That was my first one. And then I did a follow-up show on acrylics and the top nail polishes to stay away from and the top nail polishes to utilize. And by popular demand, I'm going to be talking about dip nail powder, right? And it's not something that was on my radar, but a lot of people were asking. So today I'm just going to talk a little bit about dip nail powder, what it is, um, if, if it's safe, should, should you be doing it readily, and are there healthy options out there? Also, the guest on this show, Dr. Scott Lyons, is fantastic. Look, how many of you found in your life where you've been in a cycle of creating drama or being in the middle of drama, attracting drama, dramatic people, dramatic situations? If there's anything in your life that is constantly in a state of drama or any bits and pieces of people in your life that are in drama, you're going to want to listen to this. He's a psychologist and he talks about why we create drama in our lives, why we attract people in drama, why in relationships we keep bringing drama into our lives. This is really, really important because even if you're not in this cycle, it's essential to understand how we get there so we can avoid it for our children. Very, very, very good, good, good interview coming up. And if you don't know Scott, he is a personality. And you'll really enjoy the way he delivers the information that he's so passionate about. So without further ado, let us get to this awesome show, Heal Thyself. All right, I mentioned before I did a show on gels and I did a show on acrylics and I did a show on nail polish. And guess what? We're talking about dip nail powder now. I didn't even know this existed until my producer brought it up. And she said, hey, why don't you talk about dip nail powder? I go, dip, I didn't even come across that. And we, were, we got to talking. And she told me about her experience with dip nail powder, which I'll get into in a little bit. And then once I put out the nail show, oh my God, there was a tidal wave of dip nail powder, dip nail powder. So if you have dip nail powder, you're looking to get dip nail powder, you want to listen to this show. So dip nail powder is essentially a mix mosh of different chemicals that you dip your nails into and they sort of cure themselves onto your nail. They're like acrylics. They're marketed as non-toxic in many ways. Some companies say they're clean. Some companies say they're green. But it's not necessarily that. Essentially, they're just like acrylics, a little less toxic. They're like gels, a little less toxic. That's what they benefit as. But the big benefit that you may notice with these is they don't really chip. And the upside is they're not utilizing so much UV light. Do you remember in the gel show I talked about, well, even though they're UV light at small doses, what happens is if you're doing it over time for a long time, there's a risk, especially with the artificial direct UV light to the nails. And there's been case reports of people coming down with melanoma in their nails and or just having allergic reactions. Rightfully so, 
people who utilize nails and nail manicures want to make sure that they're not chipping. So this one seems to be one of the most resilient ones and strongest ones. Now, what's the big risk? I want to talk about the sanitary risk, and this goes back to my producer. And she was telling me her experience of utilizing the dip nail polish, and she developed an infection under the nail. And it makes sense because essentially you're reducing the oxygenation, the flow of air, really not not blood, but air under between the nail, the junction of the nail and the acrylic. But a lot of these salons, and you may not know this, a lot of these salons are utilizing double dipping, right? Which is a sanitary risk, especially for bacterial and fungal infections. So if you've had dip nails and develop an infection, it's likely that the salon you went to was doing the double dip. And you want to make sure that they're not. So this is a question to ask, or you want to see them put the new dip powder in there straight from the straight from the can, brand new, clean, hygienic, really clean stuff. This is what you want to make sure to avoid that risk because no one wants a nail infection, a fungal or a bacterial. They're not fun. One of the risks is this. They utilize something called cyanoacrylate. If you think about it, you can't just put your finger in powder and expect it to stick, right? The, essentially, if you're putting it on powder, it's going to fly away. So the cyanoacrylate is the chemical that causes it to stick to your nail. And there's some controversy around it. If you look at the research around it, it's a low risk for cancer. Um, it's a low risk for an immune reaction. But there are people who are having allergic-type reactions to this glue, it's used in crazy glue. There are people who are having allergic type reactions. And because of this, this chemical has been banned in Canada. And in the European Union, it's been classified as an irritant. So you, a lot of people are sensitive out there just because, you know, most of the researchers say it's not carcinogenic and you'll be fine with it. You got to listen to your body. If you're getting itchy, if you're getting redness around the nail, if you're getting peeling around the nail, if you're getting infection in the nail, you might want to consider that you may have a sensitivity to this chemical. Now, another downside for these dip nail polishes is that to remove it, they because there's so much glue sticking on there, you need to use acetone. And acetone can be really harsh for the nail over time. So if you're doing this all the time and utilizing acetone, this cycle of dip sticking on your nails, acetone to remove them, dip sticking on your nails, acetone, it's going to break down your nail. It's going to wear it out. And overall, the health of your nail can be compromised. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. 
That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has you are back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. The powder itself is like an acrylic nail. And if you remember when I did the show, I was talking about acrylic being the most risky or most harmful of nail manicures, particularly because of the group of chemicals used, methacrylate and the polymers can be problematic for people again. This is for the health of the nail, because if you think about it, you know, a lot of us think that the nail uh, won't absorb, the capillaries under the nail won't absorb. If you go back to the nail show that I did where I talked about acrylics and just nail polish, I talked about the study that shows that yes, although we didn't believe it initially, the capillaries under the nail can absorb these chemicals over time and they can be increased in the blood and ultimately in the urine, how they measured it. So we want to be aware of this. And, and I say this because, not to scare, but I say this because so many of us are utilizing nail polish. So many of us are utilizing gels, acrylics, dip powder. Now, there's not enough studies to show that, yeah, if you use dip powder, it's going to be the end of you. You're a resilient person and it won't be the end of you, but we have to think about the culmination. It's not just a dip powder in a vacuum. It's a dip powder. It's the toxins that are in your food. It's the unfiltered water. It's the things we're breathing in, we're putting in our skin. Those build up. So what are the things that we can control? The things we control are the decisions we make, right? Which is why I made the nail polish show. I put out the nail polishes that are much less toxic, much more safe for the body. So you want to go back to that show and listen. So now when it comes back to this dip powder... If you remember, I mentioned acrylic being the most problematic one. I would put dip powder right next to it. Gels, less problematic, and nail polish, the least problematic. But that doesn't mean nail polish is not problematic. You want to go for the nail polishes that are non-toxic. Again, go back to that show. So naturally, that begs the question, are there cleaner dip powders out there? And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't as easy as finding non-toxic or cleaner nail polishes. 
there's a lot of haziness in the organic or clean uh, powder dips. Some that I found, My Dip Pro Nail Powder, is odor-free. They say they're non-toxic. They use organic processing. Again, I couldn't even see certifications. It was really ambiguous, the, the stuff. It, it, it was a lot of third-party websites that were just claiming things, but I couldn't find it myself. Another popular non-toxic organic one is SNS. Apparently, they use organic processing. So again, I can't speak on a higher level about which dip powders to use because it was really difficult to find quality ones. So Again, to reiterate, dip powders can be problematic for some people. Some of the chemicals, some of the glues, uh, the removal process can be an issue for a lot of people who are utilizing it. So be very careful uh, over time, especially. First time's not going to kill you. The dip powders and the acrylics are the ones that I would really stay away from the most. The gels come next and the nail polish. Nail polish you can do at a better level, especially because you, a lot of people wear nail polish often. Again, go back and listen and write down the top nail polishes. There was a lot of work that went into it, and I really believe in those nail polish companies. I'm always an open conduit, and I'm always listening to what you guys want, right? So if you want to ever communicate what is important or what show you want to hear or questions or concerns, go to the YouTube, comment in there. That's where we read them all. And whatever you want to hear more of, if you want me to do a show on something, let us know. This show was done because of the voices that you put out there. You wanted to hear it and we got it. Just a little side note, but I can't wait to get to this special guest, man. This guy is on fire. Wait till you hear his personality. Wait till you hear his passion. We're going to talk about drama. We're going to get deep into the drama. What is the tea? We're going to learn it all with our guy, Dr. Scott Lyon. All right, everyone, you know I've always been interested in the dynamics and relationships and relationship with your own self. And guess what? We got a holistic psychologist on here, and we're going to talk to Dr. Scott Lyons all about the addiction to drama. Some of you in your 20s, maybe even earlier, were in a really dramatic relationship. All the things were happening, the jealousy, the anger, the explosions. Maybe some of you are still in there. Well, guess what? He's going to give us the tea on it. Welcome to the show, my brother. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love that, man. You listen. We're going to spill the tea on drama. We're spilling the tea. We and are spilling the tea on drama. Before we got air on air, your book, uh, Addicted to Drama, is coming out. Yeah. It's got a teacup that is literally in the process of spilling. Yes. So this is, this is that's why I was just... <laughs> it's the hot gossip of yeah. addiction to drama. Exactly. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Right from the get-go, why are so many of us addicted to drama? Mm-hmm. It, it's a complex question, and I'm going to give you a simple answer, and then we're going to make it a super complex answer. Great. Or super, we're going to deconstruct it. Yeah. But the, the question I would actually ask back is, what have you done to avoid the pain that you experience in life? What have all of us done to avoid the, the deep-seated trauma that, we might, that might reside in us? And so that's actually the answer. Why are so many of us addicted to drama is because we, we chase the drama to avoid our trauma. Mm. And it is free. It is effective. It is, it is hard to be aware of your own self and the pain that is residing in you when you are creating suffering in your environment and in yourself that takes you above the awareness of that pain. I love that line. That'll forever stick with me. <laughs> It is so true. Yeah. Because now, in retrospect, I look at yeah. dramatic situations, yeah. people in my life that has been super dramatic, yeah. 
and it's just all pain. It's Even all in pain. my own dramas of life, yeah. it was pain. Yeah. This is what we were just talking about off air, all that trauma that we hold in. Yeah. And, and how often are you seeing this in your, in your clients and the people you work with in your work that you've done? The people who are addicted to this drama. Yeah. How addicted do we become? We all have a propensity to use drama as a distraction technique from our pain, right? Like, there isn't one person, if you were to ask, hey, do you know someone addicted to drama, who wouldn't answer, yeah, yeah. of course I do. We all know someone. So like in my own clinical practice, I see it all the time, or different drama techniques, I call them, that sort of drama devices that help them stay away from actually deep contact to the vulnerability of themselves or to their emotions or to their past pains. Mm. You know, they might crisis hop, go from one thing to the next, or come in and just vent, make it all about somebody else, but never about themselves. So there's a lot of devices or tools of drama that we can use, or that I've seen people use, and I've used as a personal drama addict, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to really you know, keep space from actually being in relationship to, their, to the vulnerable experiences. Yeah, and what I'm hearing yeah. already from the get-go is this is so much the relationship with yourself yeah. first, and it manifests when you don't have that or you're running away from it in relationships. Yeah. When you're in a relationship, yeah. you know, I think most of us know that if we've been in a dramatic relationship, but what is typically, how does that manifest when someone is in that whirlwind of staying away from their own trauma and creating drama? Yeah, well, in relationships, it looks like a massive creative chaos that's sometimes enjoyable and delightful in the creation of a relationship. And then it's a massive decon- like destruction. And it's, it's not that you don't ever get that smooth wave for very long. Because yeah. it either feels boring or it starts to, to feel vulnerable. And so in pops all those drama devices to keep you protected from that, that vulnerability that happens, which actually brings you closer to yourself and someone else. It, when, when we think about that, yeah. you know, you hear this so much. Yeah. I've always been in relationships that are dramatic, and then the relationships that are healthy are boring. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about the boringness? Is it Ooh, those is are the too trauma tingles, right? Those are the trauma tingles. <laughs> those are the trauma tingles. Right. It's, it's the, like when we're chasing the trauma tingles. Wow. Okay. So every time there's a drama's coming up, it's giving us that. It's we, we feel alive. We what feel is alive. We feel the familiar. We feel like the excitement. Excitement is misplaced for deep, like, and intimacy. You know, it's like the confusion between like, oh, if there's excitement, that must mean there's passion. Mm. And passion must mean there's deep relationship or connection. But no, it's just excitement that's misplaced. You use the word passion. I think about this. Oftentimes, people in dramatic relationships, especially when there's a partnership where both of them are dramatic, they go, oh, it's just passion. It's because we love each other so much. That we fight so much that I make fun of you or I stonewall you or I get jealous out of nowhere. It's because I love you so much. Mm-hmm. That's not what love looks like. No. no. So then what does healthy love look like? Oof. Healthy love is essentially being able to feel safe in the arms of another person and receive them. Mm-hmm. And in that might mean there's a ton of emotions, fear, terror, joy, but that it feels safe enough to be in the arms of another person no matter what you're going through. Mm. And that vulnerability, oof, it is, for those of us who are addicted to drama, 
or even not. But for so many of us who have experienced, especially early traumas, where a parent didn't show up for us, or the way they showed up for us was scary or violent, and we can't trust that we're actually going to be held in a safe way, that gets replicated. We search it out in our future relationships because the familiar is safe. We, we redo our past constantly in hopes to, you know, there's a, an interesting psychological theory that we redo our past in hopes to fix our futures. And oftentimes we, we bypass the place where we could have fixed the pattern and just keep repeating it in a yeah. cycle. Yeah, over and over. Over and over again. And then we go, why me? Why does this always happen to me? Right. Why do I keep finding the terrible others? And why are they attracted to me? Never like, how am I creating these conditions that replicate my past? Mm -hmm. Because that is the familiar, and I'm going to keep replaying it until maybe, maybe one day, I shift the pattern and I cycle break. Mm. It's one of the most brave moments where you can go, mm. okay, wait, why am I doing this? Yeah. That changes everything, yeah. your whole perspective. Yeah. How do we get people to ask that question more? Is, is it just like some time when they're ready, they need to have enough dramas and it needs to be louder and louder and louder until they do it? Something needs to break, it needs to be a heartbreak. Yeah. Is, is this what people need to be shaken with first? I would say for me, it, it had, I had to get the shit kicked out of my life to get to that point. Everything had to crumble and then keep crumbling more. And then I thought like, oh, I can handle this because I could thrive on stress. I thrived on stress. And so like things kept kicking me and, and life kept kicking me, breakup, like I lost a job, I was struggling at grad school, all of these things. I lost my health insurance because I missed some a paper, you know, all this stuff. Um, and it just had a, for me, kick my ass to the degree that I could suddenly just not have the energy to keep making the drama, to keep stirring shit up. Mm. And when I did, like I, I was really ill and I, uh, at the same time as like I was going through a breakup, I, um, like I said, lost a big job. I lost my health insurance. And I was staying with my parents for two months because there were days where I couldn't get out of bed. And I would find, like, I would get into fights with them out of, for nothing. They'd come into my room and ask me, how am I? And I was like, why didn't you come in 10 minutes ago and ask me and check in? Uh -huh. And I was like, whoa, what the hell was that? And I didn't have the energy to keep doing it. So I, I would just, like, crash again and be like, that was really weird. Or I would call my ex and that was a really toxic relationship. Yeah. But I would feel better after talking to them. And I was like, well, that's odd. Like, I felt more alive. I felt like my old self again. And I was like, I know how toxic that relationship is. I know what it did to me. And yet I keep trying to go back to it. Like, there, there's something that, there's a mechanism that I have that keeps trying to hook me in to stress and, and pull it back into my life and I don't think that's healthy. Like, I know enough about the, the, the physiology and psychology of stress to go, I'm doing this, and I probably have done this for a long time, but this is killing me. Yeah. And that's what it took, honestly, for me to get to the point 
you know, with clients now and with people I talk to, and hopefully this book, it won't get to the point of total annihilation to start, you know, getting underneath the behavioral patterns, the, the survival mechanism of using drama to start to heal the underlying trauma. Mm. Man, thank you for sharing that because it, it often takes that. It, it often takes where you are physically and mentally exhausted yeah. in your parents' house, <laughs> triggered by them, and then seeking Feeling out. Feeling like a total failure. Yeah. Feeling like a failure and seeking out more drama. <laughs> yeah. Even in that state where you're like, your body's like, hey, I'm like dead here. Yeah, yeah. And, and give me some drama while you're at it. Yeah. The ego saying, give me some drama. Give me so, some drama. Give me the gossip. Like, I would call friends and just be like, what's going on with them? And they're like, you're not even able to get out of bed and you're calling me for the right, tea. Right, right. And you, you want know, the tea yourself. Uh, yeah. So, so what are some things where we can start paying attention going before we yeah. crumble? Before we crumble. What are some pieces that we can pay attention to early on? Yeah. How safe does calm feel? How many layers of settling in your own body is comfortable? Like, and, and you might start to recognize you hit a shelf or what I call the shelf. And then there's a reflexive response where you start to like, ooh, I got to think about the, the job I'm going to do next week or I got to plan my schedule or I'm going to go replay that fight I had with yeah. someone in my head or I'm going to call an ex or I'm going to play a really sad song. I don't know why. I'm just going to play a song. Uh, you know, I'm going to go play the Alanis Morissette whole, like, <laughs> you ought to know over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. That might have been my go-to song. Right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's like you notice, like, oh, that is pulling me out. I'm revving myself out of settling and towards suffering. Mm. And that's a real good indicator in life of, like, oof, there might be a little propensity for some drama here. Settling versus suffering. So what does settle look like and suffering just in the, in the most black and white way yeah. so we can understand? Yeah, I mean, from a physiological perspective, settling is often, not always, uh, you'll feel like a deeper sense of breath, be able to drop in your body. You'll feel, yeah, let's just fucking take a breath. <laughs> nice. You'll feel like your voice drops in your body more. Like there's a way in which often dissociation, it feels like the voice is disconnected. You know, in acting, they call that on, on voice versus off voice. And it's a, actually in psychology, it's a, a way of indicating whether someone's dissociated or disconnected from themselves. And you can't be both settled and dissociated at the same time. Mm. And so like another way of identifying that is I feel like weight. I feel like, like right now you have the couch underneath you, right? And if, can you take a moment just to let the couch actually support the weight of your body? Mm. Yeah can feel it. And they're like, oh, there's this dropping, right? And then you might go a little further and say, can you allow yourself to be received by that couch? So you let the couch come up and support you, but there's another layer of that. Can you allow yourself to be received? Mm. There's that element of intimacy that we were talking about. Wow. And there's like this nether layer perhaps of settling that can happen. And for those of us who have some use of drama in our life, to avoid pain, it's going to go settle. Oop. What was that thing I was supposed to remember? What was, what's the, oh, I need to buy that thing. Or what do I put on my Amazon list for today? Or like, da 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 What are all the ways I can pull myself up unknowingly 
from that opportunity to actually rest and restore. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense because yeah. the fear yeah. in rest and restoring is really what might come up. Oh, yeah. Right? So in the in cycle of stress, our stress response cycle, we have the first stage of a stress response is activation. We know that as like the cortisol, the flood of hormones that essentially gets us ready to respond to a stressor. Then we have a, the next stage, which is called mobilization. We, we respond. Like something's coming at me, I move. That's a stress response. Mm -hmm. It's not some deep threat. It's just I'm responding to some type of stimulus. The next stage is called deactivation. So all those hormones start to reduce. The muscles that build, like bulk up essentially to engage in the stress response starts to reduce. As there's more fluid moving in my body, as there's less pressure on the nerves, I start to feel more. And in that state, I get to process the emotional response that is involved as part of the stress response. Mm. I get to metabolize and process the emotions. Then, once I've done that, I can go into restoration, restoring God, the mitochondria, restoring the process, the energy needed to continue to be in the stress response cycle mm. because that's how we adapt and thrive in life. So it seems like step three is, whoa, no, hold on. I'm going to keep all the pressure on my nervous system. You got tension it. Tension all over my body. You got it. Drama all over my experience. Yeah, you got it. And not rest into what the hell may come up. And that's what addiction and drama looks like is we stay stuck in the first one, especially maybe in the second one. We never go into the vulnerability of the third aspect, that de-escalation of, of the, and it's part of the stress response. Mm. And so we're constantly flooded with stress hormones. We are living at the threshold of being flooded. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because then we're addicted to it. And, and even from the physiological it. standpoint, it's like, our yeah. receptors will upregulate mm -hmm. to, to take in more of the stress hormone mm -hmm. because it's our body adapting to the conditions that it thinks is the world. Yeah. Right? So it's like. And 90% of world. your cells have our glucoid receptors, stress mm -hmm. hormone receptors. That's, it's that important. Yeah. So yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it's, it's truly an addiction. Yeah. And, it, and that, that cathartic reaction uh, and the building up of all that energy, there's, there is. A, there is a dopamine response that follows. There's a euphoria of discharging. Like if you've ever, I don't know, have you ever had a dramatic moment in your life? Oh my God, many. <laughs> I'm a Leo, come You're on. You're a Leo, <laughs> damn, I should have known. <laughs> so in that like explosion, that's, that is part of, not always the aspect of an addiction and drama, you get into that fight and the relationship and you're like, and you feel that sense of power and control. Yeah for the, maybe the only points you actually feel power and control in your life when you're in the, the drama catharsis, you get, a, you get that dopamine hit because it's like, ah, oh, relief. And the dopamine hit that says, oh, you stayed away from the pain. Here's another cookie. Wow. You know? And as part of any, um, you also get that, that part of that euphoria, it's this pain reduction. So underlying, when we have all that trauma underneath, it shows up as inflammation. We know that, like depression. And that inflammation signals to the brain pain. So we are, you know, and then trauma is a chronic pain disorder. And one of the ways we avoid pain is to distract ourselves. So it goes back to that question, 
what do you do to distract yourself from pain? And not only that, but when we're in the drama cycle, it releases endorphins. You go for a big run, you release endorphins. It's a pain reliever. You go into a big drama, it's a pain reliever. So we get, it becomes reinforced. I am reducing my underlying pain, my underlying anxious agitation that is the current of my life. Mm. And, and we think about yeah. it, it's like multiple places, right? Like yeah. you're in your power, you feel powerful yeah. because you're in that drama and you're taking control and saying, I'm going to cause more drama. Yeah. Right? And then our body is giving us those dopamine hits yeah. because we're finally getting away from really that pain. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best. And then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid scientific research-based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roasts with sweet fruity notes and their dark roasts with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open. That I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights, and these are staples. And I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. 
But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. Think about couples, right? There might be a viewer and listener going, yeah. man, my partner is dramatic. <laughs> Not just Leo healthy dramatic, <laughs> like we're talking about, okay, there's yeah. some pain in there that yeah. is, that is un, unseen. Yeah. Um, how do these partners even, even deal with a relationship like this? Is there a wording that we say, what about when we're, our boundaries are crossed by, yeah. by our, yeah. our partners like this? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, how, if we're in love with someone, how do we not leave them in, yeah. in their own drama? How do we help them? Yeah. Well, know that the, the drama devices that they are using, so whether it's fighting, whether it's constantly complaining or venting, all of that is part of their currency of love. That is how, we talk about love languages, like there's just five. No. <laughs> because for many, like, here's an example. Did you grow up with siblings? And, yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah. And so on, on one side of it, it's like, how do you get, how do you garner, how do you get the attention of your parents when there's multiple siblings? Yeah. One way is, oh, when I'm sick, they pay attention to me. When something's wrong, when there's drama, they pay attention to me. Or when I'm loud enough, when I do something big enough, I get attended to. So that becomes the currency of love. Mm. And that is actually wired in to say, this is how you love. This is how you let someone see you and be seen. And so we see it in relationships as like, whoa, why are you fighting with me? Why, why did you just explode? Out of nowhere, why are you constantly complaining about that person? Like, why can't you just marinate in the good with me? We're on vacation. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. You know, and it's because that's not their, that's not their currency of love. Mm. They can't trust into, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. I will be here with you. And they can't trust that. And it doesn't feel safe. So just like, you know... I think it's important to know that when someone's in that cycle, when someone is dramatic, it is their way of feeling, in, in relation to you, that is their way of feeling belonging and connection. Yeah. So when I pull you into my tornado, my whirlwind of chaos, that is the safest I can feel, the safest connection point I can be with and not feel overwhelmed and over, uh, with vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So getting you riled up with my sense of inner wild, riled upness, ooh, all of a sudden we're drama bonding. And I feel connected to you. I feel this sense of, it's false safety, but it's a sense perceived sense of safety right. of connection. And maybe just for a glimmering moment, I feel belonging. Mm. And because those of us who have gone through pain and, and trauma, we armor off. And then we set and we live in our own jail. And we are alone in it. Mm -hmm. We don't 
that wasn't our intention. That was our survival mechanism. Yeah. And so to, to breach the jail, for someone to come into that jail feels dangerous. Mm. And we never, we will always, inside of that jail when we're trapped in it, we will always feel alone, isolated. And that is an endemic in, in our lifetime right now. Uh, isolation, loneliness is a massive endemic. You, you go out and you ask a general, you survey an audience, how often do you feel alone in the world? How often do you feel lonely? And it's shocking how high the numbers are right, right now at this point in our life, even though we have all this access to people right. through social media. I mean, we don't have access to them. We have access to their social avatars. Right which is a false sense of who they are. And then we're always often comparing ourselves and, and or we're creating our own social avatars to be in relation to them. And the studies demonstrate that the further I am from my authentic truth, sorry, the, the further that social avatar is from my authentic truth, the greater likelihood of depression. Oh, wow. So I am living one life but feeling and consumed by another. I'm sad, but I go and post this beautiful, like, life is beautiful photo. Or another way I might do it is if I kind of exaggerate how I'm feeling. If I do a little, like, video montage of me crying and I put Adele music to it, yeah. I'm going to get a lot more likes. And that may not, the extent of that, of, like, the, the extreme of that emotion is not actually how I, the authentic individual, feel. I'm playing it up. My social avatar is playing it up to garner attention, to wow. capture people's focus, and it works. Mm. We don't even think about that, but we scroll through social media and see people having the best lives or being super vulnerable and, yeah. and crying and all this stuff. And it's like, it's okay, all, whoa. It's all, it's all drama techniques. Yeah, and, and I, I yeah. really agree with you on the part yeah. with the depression and the avatar and, bringing, yeah. and bridging it. Yeah. Over the years, I, I've allowed Dr. G avatar to become more like Christian. Mm. I mean, you look at my social media, just yeah. two days ago, I was dancing in my, in my living room. Yeah. But 90s dance music, oh. the old school stuff. I was letting Who are you dancing out. to? Robin S, show me love, yes. man. And I was, I was showing my whole house love in that, in yeah. that dance. But it was, it was just, I, I, yeah. I really, I didn't even think about the, the bridge between people who are on social media and doing that. But yeah. going back to the yeah. dramatic individual, it makes so much sense. This is how I was raised. This was safety. This is how I got attention. Of course, now I feel connected when there's drama in the relationship. Yeah. I feel like I've been there. Yeah. Uh, when, in, in, in just past relationships, mm. right? It's like, this is the way that I felt alive, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Wow, there's life in the relationship. It's not yeah. boring or no. healthy. No. Uh, but... It brings a lot of compassion and, and yeah. even empathy for these, for these folks to go, hey, listen, you're alone in, in your way. A lot, of, a lot of us are alone in our own ways, man. It just makes sense. You, we're all looking to be seen and loved. It's their primal need. Yeah, yeah. Primal so so there, there was something about empathy, mm -hmm. and it was a weaponizing empathy. <laughs> this was a term I never heard in my life. What does that even mean? Oh, I made it up. You made it up. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then trademarked it. I love it. Okay, nobody's use using it. it. Have okay, I have to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so weaponized empathy is something I started to notice. I never noticed it myself, although in retrospect, I absolutely did it. I mean, I wrote about it in the intro of my book of going, 
um, when I staged my own suicide when I was um, a young teenager, um, I I was getting beat up. I was like an, a terrible after-school movie. Like my life was where I was getting like pushed into lockers and, oh, and wow. punched all the time, you know, and, and told by teachers that I was really stupid. And... Um, and 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 just like it was gnarly, and I would go tell my family, and no one would listen. They're like, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Um, and it was it was really it was crap. It was shit. And I, I, you know, there were a few people. Even a, I remember a guidance counselor who said, "This is I'm sorry." Like actually empathized, but I could never actually take it in. I could never take in someone validating me. Yeah. But what I could do. And what I desired to do was for them to feel the level of pain I was in. That was the closest to actually being able to to receive validation, to receive recognition, even though that's what I wanted. So staging it, you know, like putting the pills out, writing the note, Mm -hmm. you know, doing all of that and being found and being taken to a hospital. And of course, word got out. Um... You know, and it's a vulnerable story because I think, you know, like, I think, like, oh, someone's going to hear this and they're going to hate me for doing that. But I was so desperate to get out. I was so deeply hurting and, and actually afraid for my life. Yeah. And no one would believe me. And, and so I did this. I didn't, I didn't want to die, but I wanted others to feel the pain that I was going through. And that was, that was the way I could orchestrate it, to construct it. And it worked. And that, that is a version of weaponized empathy. I never recognized it until I started working more with clients and I would go, whoa, like it's too, I would validate them for their experience. Like I, I had a wife come in of a couple that I was working with and um, she, she would share this story about what happened and I would say, I'm so sorry that that feels, I can, I can hear the pain and I'm, I'm here with you in that. And then she would just jump over it and go yeah. uh, right into like, and then the next thing he did, and then the next thing. So it's dramatic narrative, meaning that there's never any space to actually receive connection. And then, you know, what she would, but what she could do was, was constantly, I don't want to say terrorize him, that's, a, that's not the right word, but she could harm him by bringing up all his past things that he did wrong. And she would just pile them at him over and over again. This affair you had, this person you looked at 10 years ago, this, you know, it's, and, and what she was doing so clearly was trying to bring him to the level of sadness that she couldn't make contact with in herself, Mm. that she couldn't even be validated of because she couldn't make contact. She couldn't be with her own feelings, but she could make someone else get so low that she would suddenly feel more in sync with them. Right. And that's the closest to empathy that they can tolerate. Hmm. Because again, empathy opens the bridge. It's a vault. To be empathetic, to receive empathy, means I'm going to be in relationship and I'm going to be in contact with what I'm feeling. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense because when we think about how often we run away from, I hear people say, I can't even feel. Yeah. I don't know why I can't even feel the connection. I can't feel the emotions of my partner. Yeah. And, and it's like you said, 
you ain't even making contact with your own stuff. Of yeah. course you're not going to be able to hold someone or even feel. Yeah. So we, so in a pathologic way, it sounds like we bring them down to that part of us that we can't make yeah. contact with, like you're saying, yeah. right? Um, well, and this is a big part of numbness. So I, I think that's that's an important point of, to talk about is like, you know, when you have pain, we numb, as we've talked about before, we numb around the pain. That's a protective mechanism. But then we feel nothing. Like I felt like a walking ghost as a kid because I had so much pain and so much protection around that. I was dissociated. I was disconnected. Yes. I was inflamed. I mean, I literally as a kid was in chronic inflammation, which you know showed as gastrointestinal stuff and ADHD and other learning disabilities. And um, in order to rise above the threshold of numbness, a feeling has to be really big. And, and for those addicted to drama, it has to be at 11 or 12 to feel anything. Mm. And for the most part, all the other subtle emotions that are available aren't, aren't, aren't really available. To feel oneself, to feel even sadness on a, on a real primal level, is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Because oftentimes we associate as children, I can't show that authentic part of me in this household because maybe I won't survive. Exactly. Right, so it's like that authenticity is just sacrificed. Sacrificed. And wow. without that authentic self, which feels the true emotions, we deposit them in other places. Mm. We find scenarios to explode them in, but they're not actually our core emotions. Like mm -hmm. often um, those who I interviewed who are addicted to drama, they would talk about rage. Yeah. Like the, the rage, which was not anger. And it's interesting to discern the difference because Rage became a, what I call a secondary emotion, a depository, a place to explode into, but not actually feel and metabolize one's own core emotions. Mm. Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, Right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puree's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puree is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puree.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puree. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. 
We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick. Yeah, okay. But for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system. The EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently. And the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Which was the anger. Which was the anger or sadness or, or sadness, whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah. Especially those more vulnerable feelings. Yeah. But they would use what rage essentially to also help ground them mm-hmm. it get, like going to that extreme rage or going to the extreme sadness they're not actually real feelings mm-hmm. they're they're depository places essentially like places to explode into that makes sense because yeah. oftentimes when there's a someone who's really dramatic yeah you'll see emotions but you feel inauthentic Totally feels inauthentic because they're not in the present experience of their emotions. They're pulling in past, they're pulling in future, and they're pulling in imaginary scenarios. I'm not saying they're making shit up. Right. They're pulling in imaginary scenarios to get them to that level, but that's not actually the authentic point to which they're at. If sadness is here at a five, again, they have to bring it up to an 11 or 12 Mm -hmm. to feel something, to get out of the numbness and it's enlivening. Right. I feel alive when I feel in an extreme place because, first of all, it's not extreme to them. It's just the level to which they can feel mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, right, the familiarity. This mm-hmm. is maybe in the household what they grew up yeah. around. It has to be a 12 to get noticed. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, because so, you don't often hear someone in the drama going, I'm just fucking angry. I'm just angry. I'm just angry. And then feeling that anger, I'm just really sad. You hear, he did this, then she did that, and then what they did, and then da-da-da, and then... then Drama. 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 The tornado of drama. The tornado of drama. Wow. Okay, so that makes so much more sense Mm. to me why I always felt that something's inauthentic here. It it seemed like an act in many ways. It's like what we were talking about, the social avatar versus the authentic self. Mm. The authentic self doesn't have the permission, the time, the safety, the resources to actually go vulnerably into their emotions and process them. They are feeding off the intensity of emotions, but not using or being with their emotions or in contact with them to process them. Makes sense. Yeah. So how do... okay? regardless of where we're in a dramatic relationship, sure. if we're dramatic ourselves, yeah. all people viewing, listening, yeah. what is your way that you say, hey, let's just connect to your body, connect yeah. yourself a little more. You said some really good tips on feeling the couch on my yeah. butt, right? Like feeling yeah. my body not holding me up tense. Yeah. Is there any other tips that you Tons. use? Tons. 
Because, and, and no one tip works for any one yeah. person at any one time, especially when they're in a spiral, you know. So should we do some role playing? Do Let's do it. Let's show do me it. some of your 20s okay, drama. Okay, and okay, 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 all right. So I'm can, ready. All right, so demo thing for me, like tell me how you used to talk in your 20s. Or okay, like, A, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You want to pass me a uh, vodka tonic right there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So before I pass you the vodka tonic, can you take a moment just to, like, notice some of the colors in the room? So the colors of the couch. A little bit of yellow, I see. Mm -hmm. Hey, a little bit of white over there. Yeah, there's that white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then as you notice the yellow and you notice the white, can you also notice your breath? I'm holding it. You're holding it. Okay, maybe we'll... uh, well, maybe breathe a little bit. Well, let's let's even before we breathe, let's just go. Oh, something in your breath is holding, because mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, and we're just being with truth right now. Okay. Yeah. So holding the breath. Yeah. Uh, and I already noticed like you're letting a little more breath in, just yeah. being with that truth. Yeah. And I notice your eyes settling a little more in your head. So there's a little bit. We know that's part of a relaxation, relaxation. reflex. Belly's coming out a belly's little bit, relaxing. Out. And let me ask you something. As your belly's coming out and your eyes are settling, is that okay? It's okay. Feels it's okay. good. So notice that, that we can be with the okayness of settling. Yeah. Mm. That there's something maybe even cool, easy about relaxing right now. Feels good. Yeah. So... Even some of the language we might use, like, or let's say you're in the, the heat of a drama narrative. Then he said, then she said, yeah. I might be like, ooh, can we pause for a moment? I got to catch up so I can really be with you. So I'm going to engage where they are. I'm not going to be like, yo, you're back in the drama, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although I have said that. Um, <laughs> You know, I might go, whoa, I need a moment just to pause and absorb so I can keep being with you in this this situation. Can we go back to that last sentence and just try saying for a second? Can we just add a beat, like a breath, between every word of that last sentence? Mm. Oh. And then it just slows them down out of the rolling down the hill of drama. Yeah, yeah. And into back into pacing because they're out of that urgency. They're out of the venting when we can slow down at a little space, a little breath. Mm-hmm. They're no longer using their story to keep revving them up, to keep rolling them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's oftentimes the, the cycle right there. It's just like, hey, my boss, yeah. I can't believe all of this. You know, the poor, poor, poor partner, you know, they come home and they just nonstop letting it out. This is what happened, my yeah. boss. I don't know why I did it. I did yeah. it. It's the same thing. It's just, I, I just recently experienced it. And, and With your partner? No, 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 oh. my partner. No, we do, we do some work together. <laughs> no, thank God. But, but, but I, I love this. Just taking a breath as you're revving up, like, my boss, why did he do this? He should have... My, my boss. boss. <sighs> why, why did he do... Wow. It's, it even just brings you back, your nervous yeah. system back. Yeah. I love that. It's... You're giving us all the tips today. <laughs> well, I got tons of tips. You got tons of tips. <laughs> Addicted to Drama yeah. is not out yet, the book. Yeah, it's out May 2nd. May 2nd. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to find it? All over the place? Hopefully. All over the New York Times bestselling? <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's available on most 
bookstores, Target, Amazon, independent cool. bookstores. You can go to my website, uh, drscottlyons.com, drscottlyons.com. There's even a free quiz there that uh, you can see, do I know someone addicted to drama? Am I, am I addicted, addicted to, to drama? drama? Yeah. Am I the problem? <laughs> uh, am I the drama? Uh, so that, that free quiz is on the website as well. We have some great talks coming up, public talks. and That's cool, man. Yeah. Listen, this, this work is essential. It, it doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah. So much of the world is the way it is because we're stuck in, in our dramas. Yeah. Whether it's explosion and, and yeah. putting it on other people or maybe we're just in our head going, right? If we can just break away from that cycle using the techniques you gave us, all the stuff in the book, yeah. that's going to be so helpful to yeah. not only be with yourself, but even call in a partner who can hold you more high vibration, deeper yeah. connection, like yeah. for the things that we deserve in life, just yeah. to be at peace, yeah. to be happy, to be grounded, yeah. to be settled in, as you say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I'm good. I hope you leave this book over here so I can read it. <laughs> oh, we'll I hope you're not you. taking it to the rest of the podcast <laughs> as, as, as a prop for your podcast, but I'm really excited to get it, man. Thank you. And thank you, uh, thank you for your work. I appreciate thank this you. podcast. I appreciate you. And I, I lo I'd love to see your book explode very soon, okay? Thank you so much. All really right. appreciate it. Drama free. Drama free. All right. <laughs> Very or cool. Or maybe a little drama. All right, brother. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much, you. man. That was really cool.